This is a Soul Fire production. Welcome back to A Sharper Life. I am your host, Nikki Sharp, and I am thrilled to be here today because we are talking about something really fun, exciting, and deep and spiritual, and that is ketamine. Now, I kind of launch into that because I am not someone who has really dabbled in the whole plant medicine world or psychedelics or any of that nature. And so this is a fun experience for me to be sharing and one that I shared on Instagram and had a lot, lot of comments from people wanting to know more about it. Even like my dad was like, Nikki, why are you doing this? Ketamine is used for people that are really depressed. So the the long short of it is that I have actually never done a plant medicine before. I've never done mushrooms. Actually, that's a lie. That's a lie. I have done... Um, I took like a one little piece of a mushroom chocolate and did some breath work with my fiance. So the other experience I had, I went to a retreat and behold, they would not let me do the mushrooms. They, I, I don't know why everyone else they let happen, but with me, they already had decided they were going to do a microdose on me. And I was like, um, guys, I'm here for like the full experience. Um, and well, they actually didn't even want to let me do it. And I convinced them to let me do a micro dose because I felt like the awkward kid in the corner who has dealt with that my whole life. And anyways, so long story short, I've never really done like a full psychedelic experience. I have, however, had an ayahuasca-like experience with no no drugs, no medicine, no nothing. Um, that will be a different podcast episode because that's part of the soulbatical if you listen to the intro episode that is part of the sabbatical that I experienced. So anyways, coming to ketamine, I don't have background. I know people that have done ayahuasca. I know people that have done a lot of aya and a lot of mushrooms. I know people that have unhealthy relationships with these, these medicines, and I know people that have been transformed by them. So for me, I found, well, I didn't find, this company found me. They targeted me on Instagram marketing to the point where I kind of laugh about it when you do your first session and they're like, so how did you come to find us? And I was like, well, you guys targeted me and showed me enough ads on Instagram. So I decided here we are. So going into it, it's not like I had seeked out this to try something new. It just happened. And my my intuition, my soul said, yeah, sure, let's give it a go. And one thing about me that if you follow, you definitely know this, but I follow my intuition in just about everything I do. And I have a really clever way of asking myself questions. Is it a fuck yes or is it a fuck no? And if it is not a fuck yes, automatically, that means it's a fuck no. And so it takes away the, that kind of in and out, should I, shouldn't I? And so it was like, yeah, sure, I'm going to do this. And so it is a six, six session journey. And you fill out some forms online and then they send you the box, which has a heart rate monitor, um, a journal, your medicine, they send separately, all of that. So kind of cut to, I'm, I'm writing down what my intentions are. And it's cool because they, they give you the intention or not intentions, but I'm writing down some questions that they encourage you. And the questions are, where do I feel stuck in my life? And then second question, what's holding me back? Third question is, how does my behavior compare to my goals, values, and belief? 
And fourth question is, what would I like to change about my life? And then you go through that and kind of set your intentions. So for me, the first time that I did it, and actually I'm just flipping to my notes here to see. So where did I feel stuck in my life? I did my first session, I want to say sometime in February. I don't have the actual date here, but I said, I, I feel stuck with what next, like what to do next in work, which project to start and where to focus my attention. Uh, I guess there's some fear behind this too. And I also just feel stuck with some negative behaviors like drinking when it's genuinely not enhancing my experience. So I'm going to be really open and vulnerable with you guys here. And part of the thing that I found in January was I started drinking too much red wine. And actually in one of my sessions for the ketamine journey, that was answered as to why. But I think like most people, I started just feeling hyper overwhelmed, like this ongoing pandemic. I hold a lot of space for clients and I was not prioritizing me. And so with that, I found myself having a glass of red wine every night and really enjoying it, but also knowing that's not healthy. So I go through and I say, what's holding me back? What would I like to change about my life? Um, And how does my behavior compare to my goals? And then I set my intention. So for session one, the way it goes with this company. And I I also want to point out, I messaged them multiple times on Instagram. I told my my coach, I emailed them just to be like, hey, I'm doing this podcast. And do you guys want to sponsor it? Like, I have a lot of people that are going to be interested. I'm only going to say the name once because I'm I'm not getting paid to do this. And I really wish I was. But it's called Mind Bloom. And you know, I, I do think it's a great company. That being said, I'm really bummed that they they never got back to me because this was such an aligned partnership of something I really believe in. But anyways, so what you do your first session is you set your intentions with your your guide and then they run through everything you need to do. It is at home. And so I because of who I am, I know how to set space and, and hold space and all of that. So I created a really beautiful just area on my bed with this fluffy blanket and my stuffed animals. Uh, you have water next to you. You're not supposed to drink it. And there, there's a whole like ritual. And I like creating rituals, especially as it relates to intentions and changes we're trying to see in our life. And so I then get to my intentions, which is show me how to overcome my fear within business and being real with you all especially if you listen to the intro episode is we all have fears no matter if you're Jennifer Aniston or you know Bradley Cooper you still have fears that come up it's just it, it's human nature and it's this human experience and they never go away so the challenge is or not the challenge the opportunity is how do we deal with them and so for me it was show me how to overcome my fear within my business Number two was help me overcome addictive pattern things to do that do not serve my highest self. As I mentioned, the the drinking wine during during COVID and and everything. And then number three was guide me to my divine feminine. And that's something I've been working on for a few years now, and really tapping into that higher self and that that beautiful sense of femininity. And I'm not just talking about you know the wearing makeup and clothes, but really going deeper into letting go of control and not needing things to be perfect. And part of this podcast, even I was so scared to not do it because I needed to let go of control and, and things being perfect. And so here we are, I'm doing the best I can with this, but all of those were my intentions going into it. So the first experience that I have was mind blowing. 
Oh my God. It was crazy. So I take, you take the medicine, you listen to this audio for about seven minutes and then you, and you have your eye mask on. And then I just went so up into space, into the galaxy. I was seeing things. I was feeling things. It was profoundly wild to something I've never experienced. And this is coming from someone who's never taken any other sort of drugs like that or plant medicine. Um, and when I say drugs, I mean, in terms of like the healing process like this, my body, it started to disintegrate while I'm, I'm laying on my bed. And I could feel that our body is made of energy and that when you die, so I experienced what death was. And when you die, it's not that you, you die, your spirit, your energy just morphs into something else. And I got the the analogy of, let's say, a tree dies. Well, where does the tree go? It's not like it just evaporates. It's energy that gets transmuted into something different, such as the soil. And then from the soil, a new tree, a new tree comes up and, and the soil grows, you know, food that we, we get to eat. And so there's no such thing as death is what I learned during this experience. And it's all energy that shifts and changes. And the other thing that came was the experience that I was having was so profoundly beautiful that I was really aware that I was like, oh my God, I, I don't want to stop this. And all I want to do is, is travel and continue to just explore life. And then it was kind of this reality of like, oh, wait, but you need money in order to live, to travel. So that dichotomy that I mentioned in my intentions of like, show me where the fear is, uh, within my business. And it was like, okay, well, I need money. So you got to hustle for money. And that's been this story that I've told myself my whole life. And that's something I really had have been working on. So I was able to then see my inner child and she was so sweet and playful and beautiful. And if you haven't done inner child healing work, I highly, highly recommend it. It's something that I work on with a lot of my clients. So I saw my sweet little inner child. And then I saw my mom at one point and I was given just these visuals and pictures. And then at another point, I I was given the answer to my question about, you know, the divine feminine. And the answer was, I don't need to focus on the divine feminine. I need to focus on being connected to my inner child. And because my inner child loves sparkly things and loves pink colors and nice fabrics, and she's like joyful and playful. And so all along, I've been thinking that it's the the divine feminine, this thing that I need to seek out. And really, it's always been my inner child that I needed to connect more to. So that was really cool to see. Um, I also have been given a few different experiences where I, the child that is not yet born into my life, the soul that's to my family, to me, to my body. I've seen her when I did my Panchakarma five-day retreat, which is no drugs, no alcohol, no nothing. And then in this, I saw her as well. And so the cool thing about spirituality and why I get so like geeked out on this is you don't need to do plant medicine or any sort of psychedelic experience to experience this spiritual divine connection. Like We're always getting messages all day, every day. It's just how open are you to receiving them? And part of the thing of being open to receiving is having a clean vessel, right? The vessel is your body. And the more clean your vessel is, the more downloads you can get. And so I would add on to that. The more you do this sort of self-work, your ego stops being the, the dominant thinking. And then you're able to kind of feel things and see them. And, and it's an interesting one. We'll, we'll go into that more um, when we talk about the spiritual onion. But anyway, so I, I saw 
this sweet little girl that is has told me twice now she's wanting to come. And I don't know when, nor do I need to. All I need to know is there's a soul that is ready to come when the time is ready. So I got to see her again, which was profoundly cool. And then um, I want to read you a few things actually from this because it was just so, so good what I wrote the next day. But I also wrote, I was home. And one thing that I went through during January and I was telling my fiance was I had this sense of, I wanted to go home, meaning I, I like was not enjoying being on this planet anymore. My soul was like calling to go home because home is so beautiful. And when people think of death, you get so attached to the death of the physical body that someone died. Whereas when someone dies and they go home, it is the most profoundly insane, beautiful thing. And and this I already know to be true from studying souls. But what I wrote down was I was home, tethered to this planet and also not. I was flying through space. I used the words trust, let go. I felt it. I could feel my body dissolving and shifting. I was everything and nothing. I was able to see how meaningless we are because we are just particles, part of the cosmos, meaning nothing ever dies. It was always moving, shifting, changing. There's no such thing as death. That was comforting. Um, I also saw soul journeys like a soul flying through the galaxy on its way to somewhere. And yet there were almost no visuals. There were and there weren't. So it was like this very in-body and out-of-body, but like I wasn't seeing things. I was there. I was feeling them. So that was session one. And the last thing I want to read you about this was something I, I wrote down was, have fun. Don't take yourself so seriously. Laugh. Dance. You are immortal and mortal at the same time. You might leave tomorrow, but you're always here. So that was session one, pretty intense. And I was like, wow, if this is going to be what it is going into these other sessions, great, cool. So then the second session I did, and I, uh, so I will say on the first session I did it, I was doing my five day detox. So I had this clean vessel. I got a lot more downloads. Highly, highly, highly recommend if you're going to do any sort of plant medicine. I mean, you're already supposed to eat really clean, but do my detox. It's five days. It like, Oh my God. It was so, so good just to give me that experience. So then um, I go do the other one and I answer the questions, you know, where do I feel stuck? What's holding me back? How do my intentions line up with my beliefs da, 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 or my, my actions? And then what would I like to change? And the cool thing is after I did session one, I went and did a meditation retreat one day after. And this is divine timing that it was all meant to be. And I came back from this... Actually, I was at the airport and I was I was coming back from this retreat. And I decided I needed to go offline completely and fully for 30 days. It was, it was another message that was downloaded. I got really clear about this. I was like, all right, cool. Let's do it. So I went offline for, for 30 days. And I think I was maybe like five or seven or 10 days, something like that into my being offline when I then did my second session. And what was cool is just to read my answers from questions one or the first session to the second one. It was like, you know, things are feeling a lot more alignment. I'm more calm. And I felt like I was integrating a lot more of the lessons from the first session. So (laughs) then we go into... And I said, you know, my intentions were kind of just reiterations of session one. So session two was fucking crazy. And there's no way that words can describe what I experienced. Like I can't even think about it. When I think about it, I'm like, um, 
Yeah, it was just just wild. And so what ended up happening was I found myself getting ready or like wanting to tell my fiance because you you talk to someone afterwards. You either talk to your coach or your peer monitor person who is my fiance. And and we share everything. And so I was in my mind getting ready to tell him about the experience. Like, God, how do I explain this? And so wild and okay. And how do I journal this? Like the words can't describe it. And the very nature of doing that was taking me out of the experience. And that was the big lesson for me for it. It was like, oh, because you share everything on Instagram and you've shared your whole life for 10 years online, you're always trying to share something and it kind of takes you out of the experience. And we all go through that with, with social media. We're always trying, you know, using our phones to capture moments at a concert or take photos with our friends. And it takes us out of being present. And I know you want to save the memories, but being present is so much better. And so what I learned from this was, what if I didn't share this with anyone? What would happen then? And so that was a huge lesson for me just because I was like, all right, cool. Well, maybe I won't tell anyone about this experience then. And actually, that's kind of what happened. I didn't leave a voice note for any friends. I didn't really talk about it. I journaled a bit, told my fiance, and that was that. And it was it was really, really interesting to do that. So the other thing that got answered from my second session was that I, I had an understanding about wine and why I was having glasses of red wine and why specifically red wine? Like, I like a martini when I go out, but I don't want one every night. I don't like tequila. You know, I don't even really like white wine. And so what I learned was red wine had become a comfort for me. And it was something that when I held a glass, I immediately felt safe and comforted and calm. And so I always talk about this with clients, but awareness is key because now that I have that knowledge to say, oh, when things go bad or I'm stressed out, it's not that I'm necessarily numbing myself because I'm not drinking copious amounts. It's that it's a safety security thing for me. And so I was able to kind of unpack that, see where that started. And now I get to decide moving forward, is that something that I want to do? Do I need a glass of wine if I'm feeling scared or upset? And the answer is no. And so that was a really, really profound thing that I was able to, to go through. Um, then we go to session three. Once again, I'm getting ready to do it. And session one, I had taken half a day off of work. I had gone to the pool. I meditated. I journaled. Session two, I had a little less time, but I really set those intentions of, of creating that space and making it making it a, a beautiful journey, starting from the journaling, starting from the meditation. And I think that so many people go into these things and they go into experiences in life and they have expectations on how it's going to go. And they, they go from work to whatever experience. And everyone needs this space, right? It's the space between when you take an inhale, so you inhale and you hold it and then you exhale hold it. It's that space between the inhale and exhale that we don't do as a society. And even with kids, we're keeping them busy all the time. And instead, what we really need to do is create more of that space. And so I was really intentional about creating this space for myself. So the second session, 
did not go as planned because I was rushing home from a facial. I get stuck in traffic. I knew I wanted to do my session at six o'clock. I didn't really want to push it because I needed a few hours to kind of integrate it. And the universe just was like, ah! and so this is, this is actually before my second session. I get home and, and I told my fiance, I'm like, all I want is a glass of wine. And that's what I did. I, I was so overwhelmed that I, I decided that this was not the right time to do this session. And so then by the, the week after, when I finally did it, I did learn that I, that was the, that was the whole thing. It was like the wine and the stress and the comfort. So then we go to session three and session three, I did not have that space. I, I had a really busy day, lots of clients, just various things going on to the point where I had about 30 minutes to journal and get my safe space set up because my fiance was jumping into a meeting at night and you do need someone to come in and check on you. And I started feeling really stressed out and really overwhelmed. And so what ended up happening was he was like, well, maybe you shouldn't do it. And I'm getting irritated now. I'm like, no, I've set the intention. I'm doing it today. And so I, I put the medicine in my mouth. It's dissolving. And I'm like swirling it around a little more than usual. And so I go, it, it starts affecting me really quickly. I go deep quickly. And I listen to the audio for seven minutes and he comes and kisses my hand. And the a reaction that happened was I, I slapped his hand really quick, like didn't know it was a subconscious thing because I was, I was like scared. I was in the journey already. And so that set me off for a really, really interesting journey because my intentions for session three, and again, I'm getting real vulnerable with you all, was discover why there is still so much fear, even though I know underlined it's all happening as it's meant and based on the prior sessions, allow me to show up with playfulness and help me further integrate lessons I've already learned. And so with my fiance coming and kissing, it, it brought me to this kind of fear stage I was like, whoa. And so as I go into the journey in this space, once again, it it's very unexplainable. Like I I couldn't tell if my eyes were open or closed. And at, at a point I would get to this moment and be like, wait, I think my eyes are open. And then I'd, I'd like consciously come back and I'd be like, wait, why are my eyes open? And then I would close them and I would start spinning really quickly. And then I would go, I'd get like thrusted out into the universe, the galaxy. And then I would like go on this journey and go here and there. And, and you just let go because everything happens so quickly that it's like, just, just let go and enjoy the ride literally as we're supposed to do in this human experience. But we like to control because if you, in plant medicine, if you try to control, it ends up being a not so good experience. So long story short, or long because we're 23 minutes into this podcast episode is that I start to experience my head a lot more. I was like really heady. I, the mind, the ego was like very chitter chattery. And I'm like, come on, I don't want to be here. And I was, I was really like starting to just be like, okay, just let go, just let go, just let go, let go. And as I do that, my body starts to become an accordion. So if you've ever seen an accordion, you hands come out, hand, hands push together, and that's, that's what makes the sound. And my body is doing that while listening to the music. So as the music changes, my body changes color because it's a vibration. And I feel the energy of my body getting compressed and pulled out. So if you've ever been able to play with energy before, you put your hands together and you really focus on the energy and slowly you pull your hands away and then you push them together and, and you can feel the energy between them. And 
you get better at the more you practice it. And so I'm like feeling my body like an accordion with this energy and the colors and I'm feeling vibrational colors and like pretty cool. (laughs) Um, And then I go up into space again a few times. And what was really interesting was fear showed itself so tremendously. I was, it was visceral. It was in my body. I was feeling every sensation of fear imaginable. And like I, my heart was pulsing. I could feel it tingling down my arms. Like it's that fight or flight. So we call it the sympathetic nervous system. And the sympathetic nervous system is when you go into fight, flight, or freeze and your digestion system shuts off. You go into, I need to figure this out now. Here's the thing that people don't realize though. The moment your phone goes off and an alert, you go into fight or flight immediately. And so I'm like feeling this in a level I've never experienced. And I, it was so bad and I was so scared someone was going to come into the door, into the room, which is like, I don't, I don't know why. And I'm like, is it my, my fiance? Like, I love him. I, I don't care if he comes in, but so I'm like, it's not him. But there was this metaphorical door, a physical door that I was scared of. And also it felt like a metaphorical thing, a, a fear. And I kept trying to like go closer to like figure out why I was like, who was I scared of seeing or what was I scared of the door being open to? And I wasn't able to fully get it, unfortunately, or fortunately, but there was three times throughout this journey that I actually, I took off my eye mask and I looked in the room to see if someone was there. That's how scared I was. And I actually had an experience a few days prior at night. Um, My fiance was sleeping in the other room. He gets up really early Monday and Tuesdays. And so he was sleeping there. I could not turn over to my left side with my back to the door because I felt I was like, oh, there's like an energy in here. I'm, I'm scared. So I ended up going to sleep with him. And it was interesting to feel that same energy again as I'm going through this. So... I was, as I mentioned, unable to figure out what the door was, but I finally, about 10 minutes in, I was like, fuck it. I'm done. I need to take the eye mask off. I can't deal with this fear anymore. And what was coming up for me, if you remember me talking about the red wine, I was like, I can't wait to get a glass of red wine after this. I'm like, Nikki, literally on ketamine right now. (laughs) Simmer down, sweetie. So I take my eye mask off. I start like floating around dancing and I, I put this like cool universe light on. So my room's like really just like bougie, nice for the experience. I was like, Oh, I need to go pee. So I go, I go pee. And then I look in in the mirror and I'm like, my face was really breaking out period time, all of that. And I'm like, fuck, I'm so angry at myself. So then I decide to go back to the journey. I was like, fine, you have 10 minutes, just do it. And I pull my mask down and so much anger came up towards myself of like why my skin was bad. And just not making the best decisions with wine, with alcohol, even with other things I wasn't really able to, to experience. But I was, I was angry that this journey was, there was so much fear. I was, I was just angry. And I think that's really important to know and to share with you because in society, we try to hide emotions and we try to bottle you know, feelings of anger and sadness. And we, we push them under the rug until they, they get stuck in the body because that's what happens to, to emotions. They literally get trapped in the body. And so it's almost like, you know, my my higher self through the medicine was giving me this gift to see the fear and the anger that I've been suppressing in different ways and and maybe just not even acknowledging that it was there. And holy moly, it was intense. <laughs> 
But what's really cool is that when I came out of it and I, I you know, spoke with my fiance and kind of let it simmer for the next few days, a week later, here I am recording these episodes for you and my business has completely shifted. I'm doing these podcasts because there's not, I, I don't have that same fear about it anymore. I just signed on a few new clients that like inspire me so much. And that was like, I was kind of worried about that and money. And like, as we all go through, there's different times. And it feels like these journeys thus far have just allowed me to completely transform my understanding of myself and let go, let go of, of, of everything, but also be able to feel them. And there's a saying, you must feel it to heal it. So true. You got to feel it to heal it, sister or brother. <laughs> and so for me, that was really, um, a lot has come out of them. So I, I still have three more sessions and I wanted to just do a really quick thing of answering a few questions that you, you all said, and I've actually answered them, but um, have you ever done plant medicines before? I have not. As I, as I mentioned, I will do another podcast episode on the ayahuasca-like experience that I had though, because that was profound and insane <laughs> um, and totally like ayahuasca, sort of, kind of. Well, I haven't done ayahuasca, so I don't know. Um, how is it during and after? So the medicine only lasts an hour. It, it's still in you and it fades away. Within two hours, you're like totally back to normal. And it starts within the first seven minutes, you start to feel it. And then within about 30 minutes, you have your peak experience where you're just like flying and colors and things. And and then the last 30 minutes is kind of that like more integration of like lessons coming to you. Um, and then, yeah, after is like, you're totally good. So someone wrote, I'm currently located in the Midwest and I'm interested in ketamine assisted therapy, but do not know how to find a reliable treatment center. And I don't know anyone who can make recommendations. Well, Instagram targeted me. The company was called Mindbloom. You do it at home. And so this is actually the the last question. What are the pros and cons of doing at home versus a retreat or treatment center? You know, there's going to be pros and cons for everything. Um, Someone like me, because I teach what I do and I hold space for so many people and I guide people through their subconscious mind, it's a, doing it at home is beautiful because I know how to be my own guide, my own therapist, my own healer. Someone who doesn't know how to do that, I think this is also a really great experience because you do speak to coaches and everything. For me, that was less beneficial. But going to a, a treatment center or a retreat... Go to a retreat to get that full immersive experience. And I do think that doing it at home is really beautiful because you you do it in your space. But I think doing it at a treatment center would be great too. And I think you just Google or you can Google the company. And then I want to just end so we don't go over too long for this, but I'm I'm also happy to do another podcast episode for my last three sessions if you all want. So please let me know in my DMs or you can put it in the the reviews when you leave a review if you haven't done so already. But I, if you guys want me to talk about you know my intentions and kind of the integration, what I learned from all six of them, I'm definitely open to that because I'm super passionate about this. So I wanted to share a few takeaways for you based on this episode. And number one is that you do not need to jump straight into plant medicine to heal. You do not need ayahuasca. You do not need mushrooms. You do not need ketamine. It is just another form of healing and working on yourself. And so the thing is, if you're not willing to integrate things in your own life, so let's say you go to therapy. 
and you're not willing to take what you learn in therapy and actually integrate it into your life, plant medicine is just going to show you some more stuff, but it's all about the integration. And I want to make this really clear because while I am a massive proponent for plant medicines to help with PTSD and things like that, I think that people have a really unhealthy relationship with them where it's like every weekend I'm doing combo or bow or, you know, Aya or this or that, or I, I go once a month to do mushrooms. Like that to me is unhealthy. You are your own healer. And these are things that will assist you in getting the answers from within. It is then up to you with what you do with it. So number two, it is all about the intentions of what you're doing, not just with plant medicine or ketamine, but with anything. What are you trying to get out of it? So let's say you're, you want to get married, for example. You want to find the one, the love of your life. What are your intentions around that? Is that because it's fear-based? Like, oh, my life won't be good until I get married? Or is it because you want to bring more joy into your life because you have so much to give to a partner? So I relate that to plant medicine in that what is your intention going into it? Are you seeking to understand yourself better or are you just trying to do something because it's cool and popular? So I want you to also think about how are you continuing to focus outside of the experience? And you hear me talk about you know the journaling sessions and creating this whole space for myself. It's about integration. And if you are not integrating then that is going to be the hardest challenge that you face and you get stuck into the pattern of just like courses and working with people. And um, yes, so then number three, the takeaway is just because someone promotes it on Instagram or someone tells you that they had an amazing experience with a product, a service, a plant medicine, a, a whatever, they went vegan, it was great. It doesn't mean you should do it. It's all about listening to your intuition. The more you listen to your intuition, the more answers you will find. The more answers you find, the better your life will become. So I am here telling you, yes, I am on Instagram and I promote products I love, but that doesn't mean you have to go buy it. I want you to think about, do I need it? Is this something that will benefit my life a bit more by doing it? And you know, instead of just blindly relying on what people say, it's time for you to come back to you. And that's by following your intuition. So those are my three takeaways. Now, if you liked this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe. Please share it with your friends, especially with something like this when we're talking about psychedelics. Um, it means the world to me. And it it really helps me to know if you are enjoying the these episodes. And I'd love to know what you want to hear more of for future episodes. So I will be doing a live call on April 30th. And you can join this. You can get coaching. You can share your thoughts. You can really, it's a chance that I'm going to be teaching and you get to join. Normally, these are reserved for my private clients or for group group programs. But as a thank you for subscribing and rating the show, I am doing this April 30th and I will send out details once you send me. So you send it to info at NikkiSharp.com, just a screenshot of your review, or you can send it to me in my DMs. And you'll also be getting a free ebook based on tips and tricks that I give to my clients on how to improve your relationship. So two little freebie things for you if you rate and review and subscribe to this. And until next week, here's to a sharper life. <laughs>